Four years ago, in this quiet forest, in this cozy cabin, something happened. Something so frightening. Something so deadly. Something so evil. We prayed it would never happen again. I was working uh, in Soho yesterday and uh, an anti-vaxxer, anti-mask parade went past. You mean a death train? <laughs> Speaking of death trains, James, I don't know how we're going to link in. Say this. There we go, there we go. <laughs> this is a very special episode. I don't know if you remember that exactly one year ago, before I started getting really busy, we put out a Halloween special and then just stopped doing stuff for four months. Maybe yeah. longer, but we're it back. It took a pandemic for us to return. It took the end of the world for us to return. And we made a promise on that special. We made a promise that good Mike would get well <laughs> and join us again. And he failed on that promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, in getting better, yes, I failed in that. But joining you, I did not. I, I arrived. But we also here. made another promise. I wanted to get a genuine reaction from someone who'd never seen the greatest film ever made. And I look at the look at his face as I say that. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he's going to hurt you. It looks like he's going to uh, reach into your, heart, into your chest and rip out your still beating heart. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> So yeah, I watched Evil Dead 2 last night for the first time. I can't remember. Have you seen the first one? I have seen the first one. I, okay. I, I've seen the remake of the first one. I've never seen the original first one. So you haven't seen I, the first one? You've, you've no, seen... but I was reading up on it and Evil Dead 2 is not really a sequel. It was kind of like a remake of the first one. Yeah. Because um, obviously of how like it was banned and like the like how out there it was. So we kind of toned it down and re-released it. Uh, with financial backing from Stephen King. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I did, uh, gentlemen, I did my research. Yeah. Uh, oh, good. And, Someone did. Yeah. And so, like, I watched the remake uh, before I saw anything else. I wasn't super into horror at that time, and that, that film just messed me up. It was, like, so <laughs> super gory and tense. And it was, it was cool. I liked it, but I was, like, sitting there thinking, I'm never going to rewatch this. So going back to the original, which was banned, I was thinking, this, this is the remake that was oh, that was said okay. So how messed up is the first one? Well, because the, the the remake is a, is a fifteen, and basically, yeah, the first one they weren't or maybe a fifteen. Well, it used to be an eighteen versions. with one cut. Originally, the BBFC didn't like the cut of Ash getting kicked in the face while he was unconscious, and it was an eighteen. But then when it came out on Blu-ray, oh, they were like, "Don't this kick doesn't a guy while he's down." 18. Yeah, that you can't show that in. British stuff, especially in a fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. It's like um, you, if you show a head butt in a film, it still makes it a fifteen. So it's like cut in out Star of Wars, uh, yeah, and in Attack of the Clones, uh, Django apparently head butts someone, and they had to cut that scene from Star Wars out. Django Unchained, so yeah. No, as in, <laughs> as in, not Django Unchained. As in Django Boba Fett's dad. Yeah, yeah. Django. They, have you seen um, the Cable Guy? Yeah. yeah. There's a bit. There's an obvious cut in that where he's wrestling with uh, Matthew Broderick at near the end, and then all of a sudden Matthew Broderick sits up from the floor, and he looks over, and Jim Carrey's halfway up a fucking tower that he's climbing up, and it's because they cut the bit out where he knocked him out of a headbutt, and it looks so bad <laughs> in the UK version. Makes I never sense. noticed that. Yeah. Actually, speaking of Jim Carrey, like when I was watching this film, I was like. 
Jim Carrey must have studied him. <laughs> like, the first like, time I ever saw he, it, I thought it was Jim Carrey when I was a yeah, child. He has like so many of his mannerisms and like his, like his physical acting as well as his like facial and, and some of the weird noises that he creates. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh... As a small child, I legit thought they were the same person, and, but they they don't look alike at all. Well, they both had chins for days, right? But it's that it's that look they're holding for that little bit longer. Yeah, like when when they make the smile, like Jim Carrey's smile lasts that extra couple of seconds. It's the same thing in this, like Bruce Care Bruce Campbell. Sorry, when he when it, whenever he reacts to something, he holds it like he's waiting for someone to say cut and the director was then like you know what? i'm just gonna keep it in anyway so <laughs> it's that weird facial expressions being held for that little bit too long that gives that jim carrey look to it he does a couple of the old uh yep that's good <laughs> like the bit where he looks in the mirror and and like, and it's not there and then he's like <laughs> and then get leave shot <laughs> the thing okay so i watched this ages ago i haven't seen it anywhere near as much as you lee like I'd probably say I'd seen it like a handful of times before, maybe a few less, maybe a couple less. Sorry. But I've seen Evil Dead 1 a few times, Evil Dead 3, maybe once or twice. It has been so long since I've seen it that I was almost watching this with fresh eyes. Wow. <laughs> and in between the, that time of watching it before and watching it now, I watched a lot of Burn Notice. <laughs> like... Way James, too much burn notice than James anyone is should the watch. the person that watched burn notice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was that viewer. And so whenever I see Bruce Campbell now, I'm like, why aren't you like 50 drinking margaritas? I mean, in Ash vs. <laughs> Evil Dread, bless his heart. He's, uh, he's aged a bit. <laughs> I've, still, I've, st- I've never seen that. Wow. You, you, you told me it was series. great. It, it is fucking great. I mean, I told Mike that this film was great. And I don't know if he agreed. Apparently, he A, texts you to say it was weird, and B... Am I correct in thinking you watched this with the missus? Yeah. Well, it's the wedding off. That, <laughs> <laughs> we, we started watching it together because um, uh, she was supposed to be away and I was going to watch it. And Harvey was going to come over, but then we went into tier two. Uh, and then Holly was just like, because she's allowed to go visit her mum because her mum lives alone and everything else. So that's like part of the bubble thing. And she was going to go stay with her mum and keep an eye on her. But then the dog had his operation. So we had to look at So it's a whole big thing. And I was like, look, you know, like I've been promising I'd watch this film. I bought it like what feels like a year ago. Um, I have to watch it. You're cool. And she was like, no, I'll give it a go. And I was warning her before we got. 10 minutes in before she I thought she paused it went upstairs got a book sat down and read her book whilst I watched it uh, it wasn't so much like it scared her I think she was just like I just I, I don't get it I just don't get it and I was like yeah no fair enough to be honest yeah. with you like I teach this for a living and even I'm struggling to to get this at points so I don't those, blame you so she, those opening 10 minutes are like rushed to get you in there like yeah to quickly 100%. recap the first film and get you yeah. in so yeah. it's basically the first film is, yeah, the, the first 15 minutes is like basically shot by shot, right? But just like sped up. And instead of like a group of four people, it's just stripped down to two. So you don't have to care. Well, yeah. it actually... Um, it does an opening the... monologue talking about like, because I was going to ask about this. Because um, oh, well, like the kind of like what... Twilight zone intro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was going to say like, was, was that to rush it to get it into the action? Or was that the studio like getting involved being like you've got to set this up sooner no i think it's to rush it to get it in because yeah. you'll notice that um so there's a website that i found 
which has some really fucking low quality deleted scenes from Evil Dead 2 that you can't get anywhere. Nice. And the only wow. time you see the Necronomicon in the film is when Ash picks it up to look at it, and then you'll notice it disappears for the rest of the film. Because after he gets hit by the force, there's a missing scene where he goes back into the house, picks up the book off the table, and fucking throws it straight in the fire. Because you <laughs> never see it again. Because it was, it's supposed to set everything up so that you could cut the end of the first one onto the bit where Ash gets hit by the demon so that um, they okay, link yeah. in together. So they, I reckon that, that bit is supposed to be there because they need to explain the Book of the Dead because it's gone within the first five minutes and never addressed in the movie where it's gone. The pages get mentioned, yeah. but obviously you never see the book again. Yeah, well, I just assumed that the book didn't really serve any importance then because like the extra pages that they had found, they've somehow figured out were the ones that were going to undo everything or at yeah, least the, float, I mean, the, 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 the mystic floating head and again, overlay those, did that <laughs> the, those extra pages would then work from the first one because it'd come in and it would be like oh there's extra pages now but obviously it, it doesn't have ash's sister scotty no cheryl's sister. i can't remember what the other one's called there's obviously linda who is there but then mm. there's scotty's girlfriend who i'd forgotten her name so those yeah, no, those yeah. ones are missing and what happened to them is missing. But it does sort of work with the bit where he gets hit through the trees, dragged through the trees. And then from that moment on, like that's the new, the new stuff, basically. Yeah. And, then, and then when they made Army of Darkness, they didn't, it was made for a universal, so they didn't have the rights to Evil Dead 1 or 2. So they had to reshoot it again for the <laughs> opening of Army of Darkness. <laughs> Yeah, because that's why they had to reshoot it, isn't it? Uh, for 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 two, because they didn't own the rights. Like, how yeah. can they please just sort that out? Well, I mean, <laughs> they don't own the rights to Army of Darkness because in Ash vs. Evil Dead, they never mention anything about Army of Darkness. He doesn't have a robotic hand at the start because that's an Army of Darkness thing. Yeah, the rights uh, a bit of a fucking mess, which is a shame. Mm. Also, there's a reason that Bruce Campbell doesn't get any money from the comic books that use his likeness because it's Army of Darkness, not Evil Dead. Which is crazy that you don't get money from your own likeness. Yeah, because he's yes. also in Evil Dead. Yeah. <laughs> so also in Army of Darkness. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's fucking insane. So, uh, what I just, I'm very curious to see what uh, yeah, teacher yeah, of film. <laughs> so, this is, this is the thing, right? Like, because I sat down knowing that I was going to do this, I turn my brain off uh, when I get home. So I, you always get asked, like, when because you teach all this, like, do you notice all this stuff? And you like, you may see more things that you wouldn't usually, but no, I don't sit there being like, oh, what a fantastic use of the non-diegetic soundtrack and all that. You don't do that because you're not a cunt. So you um, don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> so you just turn your brain off, right? And you just kind of go, I'm just going to enjoy this. But because I knew we were talking about this, I kind of turned my brain on a little bit more than I usually do, rather than just enjoying a film and how it's made. And I was really paying attention to it. And I started writing down some notes and points to discuss, to talk about. That lasted for 20 minutes. And by which point I was like, there is no, this is purely going to be reaction. What is there that I can <laughs> He's like, dissect? There is no redeeming <laughs> factor in this that I can write else. about. <laughs> no. Um, I'll be honest with you, straight off the bat, the film is not for me. Wow. I, 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 love, I love 80s. Uh, I love horror. And I love that this film exists because, you know, film doesn't have to be taken so seriously all the time. And I love the fact that this is very aware of what it is and it's unapologetic. And so there is a degree of charm to it, 100%. But for me, it was just 
I couldn't work out if they knew what they were making and they were trying to make it farcical or it's kind of, it's like looking at the room. You can watch it two ways. You can see it and be like, this is brilliant because it's bad. Or is this, you know, that was pure by luck. You no, know, this, he, this, he, this was engineered. This was it. I know. All of it was done on purpose. Also, because <laughs> yeah. you mentioned the room. How does that make you feel? Just because you mentioned the room. I watched the first episode of Bly Manor and fucking Mark from the room is in it, which is, so bizarre to me that he's a real actor that's in I'm real so things. I'm so glad he's getting work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it's just, it's a very bizarre, it, 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 it's very odd. And I, I, I can appreciate what it is, but for me, I was just, I guess I was expecting it to be like scary, like messed up, you know? Yeah. And, and it kind of is, but isn't. Um, and don't get me wrong, there are some... It's because cool you've only seen things. the remake, so you... Yeah, you need to. Yeah, the I, horror, horror. I mean, the original, I would argue, is horror. I know it's a bit, it's campy and dated because mm. of it, its age. The second one's comedy horror. Then the third one is just a slapstick comedy where he fights skeletons. Yeah. So it's you've like only Jason seen the Argonauts. You've seen pure horror version of this, and then you're because yeah. I, I, I saw, I saw them out of order. I saw two first, and then I saw three. And then me and my brother found one at a car boot and we're expecting it to be hilarious. And when we watched it, we were like, what the fuck is this? This isn't Evil Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, I can see how that You're like, why is she being raped you. by that tree? Yeah, like, what? <laughs> yeah, so yep. the, the, the bit in, in two where she gets like her face like gently groomed by, by, by some roots and then gets her mouth kind of stuffed full. That's a, that's a lot more graphic in the first one. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm aware. I know of that scene very famously, having not even seen the film. I am aware of it. Um, <laughs> After yeah, watching that scene endlessly it. at night, trying to get off to sleep, uh, get <laughs> off to sleep. <laughs> there were parts of it that I, I did, I did enjoy. Um, I what are those basic... bits? Before you start slagging off my fucking, I, I can't show you the poster that's on my wall. Uh, I've got a book of the dead here. Uh, my it's... chainsaw's in the other room. <laughs> It's, oh it, yeah, it, no. Uh, Lee has tried to sculpt himself into Ash. He has a chainsaw. <laughs> there was a really cool uh, bit ages ago, right? Uh, I can't. I think it was John Krasinski when he was making The Quiet Place, and like he went to the cinema on his birthday or something like that. And he was saying he came back and he bumped into um, Paul Thomas Anderson, the good Paul Anderson, the not good the Paul shit Anderson. one that made Resident Evil. Yes, no, the good Paul Anderson, not um, the guy that just likes showing off how hot his wife is in every film. Um, yeah, so like he had this really great quote when he was like, he went to the cinema and went to go see a film, and he said to him, he was like, oh, the he was like, oh, how was your birthday film? And he was like, oh, it was shit. And he goes, no, never say that about a film because he's like, that just it isn't for you. Like someone made it, someone put time into it, and everything else. So I wouldn't sit here and say Evil Dead Two is shit because it's not. It just it didn't tap into me there were parts when it did that when sounded it started, like a coded way of saying I, this film is shit. i, I just, I just <laughs> no, want no, to interject like, here lee and i initially set up this podcast over a chat in a bar saying we just want to say that movies are shit <laughs> and just dog on people's art and rip them to pieces that's why I can appreciate this because it doesn't need to be taken seriously. You don't have to deconstruct it or be like this. And it, it doesn't have to make billions of dollars at the box office. It's just, 
it, it was very clearly with both the director and all the actors like a passion project this looks like the ultimate like you know what would be fun let's make our own movie and let's just have fucking fun with this and the fact that you know when the boyfriend um gets turned into a demon and like flies out of the cellar you can see the rope that he's swinging on do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like the actual thing. I'm just like, yeah, the, you, 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 that can't have still been in the film and them taking it seriously. I get what this is. This is a group of people having fun. Just, just in case anyone's listening, I need to correct you. Deadite. Deadite. Oh, yeah. They're not, not, not demons. They're not zombies. They're not demons. I mean, they are, they are ancient evil demons. So demons yeah. is fine. Zombies is wrong. They're not fucking zombies. zombies. Is, no. No, uh, okay. <laughs> they did actually go through when they did the uh, Blu-ray restoration and remove some of the wire work. And I have, honest to God, true story, never noticed the wire on Evil Ed until last night. And it's weird that you brought it up because it's so obvious. Because in the first one, uh, it happens to Cheryl and she's in front of a window. And it's like they obviously have a pole through the window that they're holding her with. And I noticed that Ed was it also in front of the window. But then in the next shot, the close-up shot, you could see the wire. And it was yeah. just like, why didn't they just do it through the window like in the first one? Yeah. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, so I appreciate they, they, they went through this to make this, you know, like, great, you know. It, I bet it was a hell of a lot of fun on set. And Bruce Campbell in it is excellent. Like, if you, it's one... <laughs> Sorry, if you ever want... Uh, I, I don't know why you would... No, no offence, but obviously you didn't love the film, but there is hours and hours of behind-the-scenes footage. And, I know, and they I are having the ex- so much fun. And I bought <laughs> the extended version, not the extended, uh, the special edition one with all of that special features to eventually watch as well. It's so it's much like, fun. Uh, I love, I, I love uh, Kevin Smith, right, for example. I love mm-hmm. his movies. Clerks 1, for me, is, isn't that great. I enjoy it, but it isn't that great. But again, it's just an obvious passion project that like, got him off the ground. And this guy, you know, he, he, he went on to do some really big, massive films and some really fucking cool films. And Sam Raimi went on to make the freaking Spider-Man trilogy. And I still think Spider-Man 2 is the best Spider-Man film they've ever done. Like, yeah. the, the guy knows his stuff. Bruce Campbell has had a career off of this. So, like, by no means do I not think that they're not talented. I just think... I don't know. I just sat down, perhaps as you say, because I'd watched the horror remake uh, and was expecting like horror, horror Mm. with a bit of like kind of like trippiness that when it when I realized what it was, it was too late. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, being tricked into the genre. I think if it had been marketed or I've been aware that it was a comedy, I might have been a bit more lighthearted with it and everything else than I actually was. I Uh, I mean, 100. So I think for me, it was like one notch too much on the campy spectrum but it because it was just one notch i'm okay with it yeah i'm like i'm like fine i can roll with these punches and because i've seen it before like i saw way, way before the like horror remake version and i'd seen one and it improves on one in some bits and it, it it i arguably needs a bit more like uh suspense a bit more tension and horror in the, this one. The first episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead nails the comedy and horror. Like, the horror bits are fucking great, and the comedy bits are great. Like, it's they've mastered it by there. But um, So Chris watched it with me with his missus last night, and he watched it. He watched Evil Dead 1 the night before, and it's her first time seeing Eva. And he said to her after the second one, like, what did you think? And she was like, I do prefer the second one, but they made a bold choice in their decision to how quickly the tone changes and yeah. and what you're saying about avatar i have the poster in front of me right now and it has two taglines there's only one movie scarier than the evil dead 
and the other one is Kiss Your Nerves Goodbye. There is, it wasn't really advertised as being a comedy, I don't think. <laughs> no, Even no, with like the googly eyes and the, and the skull? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it has one eye because obviously its eye got squished out and she swallowed it. Oh my God. Okay. So they had some really, like there were some really fun effects, right? Even if they mm. weren't always the best looking, like they had some really cool effects. The eye popping out and like tracking the eye across, that was endlessly joyful that used to have a cable on it but they've gone through and deleted it oh nice yeah that looked good the shot that really stands out to me so you know when he gets hit by like the deadite spirit and um and he's flick like spinning around flying towards the tree apparently that took an entire day to film because <laughs> they had him hooked up to um to like a pole on a rig and they slowly rotated him as they moved the camera forward and like he was just like slowly pulling faces instead of just like <laughs> spinning him around on a green screen and <laughs> driving a camera forward. I mean, they do that shot where his hair goes grey, and they had to stop and make that shot. So I don't know how long that shot took. That was amazing. Apparently, they had a blowtorch. So do you know that shot at the end, Mike? Um, yeah, 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 when, yeah, yeah. When, when yeah. he sees the thing for the very first time, the yeah. flowers next to him are decomposing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, he's getting the white hair. Like so they had a blowtorch and they were like torching the the flowers like every now and then just to like wilt them, wilt them, wilt them until they died. No, yeah, like that... there's some there's some real like, but it's, well, it's what you're saying about it being a, a passion project because there's some real craft in like elements, like pockets of the film. And then there's bits where they've just gone batshit crazy or they've just let Bruce Campbell's chin go wild for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of, they lose control over like the small aspects. With, with, with low budget kind of films like this, I mean, and this isn't your typical low, low budget, but, you know, you can be super, like, creative with that stuff. You know, I, 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 that's one of the things I teach. Like, sometimes having limitations means you can be, like, super creative with how you do things and stuff like that. And it's, you know, they, they, these guys clearly had some skill in how they delivered it, how they acted in it, how they, you know, everything. You know, it's cool. I also, like, when I, one of my favorite horror films is uh, Cabin in the Woods. And so I really appreciated, like, having now watched this, how much reference there is to Cabin in the Woods, like, with it being the cabin. And it, but the fact that it looks the same, the bridge being knocked out, I was like... So as I'm watching it, I was... It's kind of like that, ah, ah. So I could You're getting, see... The, like, the back references. Yeah, and I could see that the, clearly the cultural impact it's had on films, you know? Like, and, and even though it may not have had the commercial success, I don't know if it did particularly well or not. I think it did, okay. did do... Yeah. I think it's obviously a cult thing. Like people like Edgar mm. Wright saw it and were like, "What the fuck is this?" And like you can tell through his camera like moves. The and shit. the quick cut sequence when they go into the shed and put that together, you can tell. Like I think you're referring to the greatest scene in film history, James. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. The montage sequence of creating the chainsaw and and shotgun holster. I guess you knew that was coming, right, Mike? You knew that he has a chainsaw arm at one point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, okay. I, I, as I said, I may not have seen the film, but I was aware of like yeah, quite yeah. a few things. But what that—that's kind of like what I'm saying is, as I was watching it, I didn't realize how many filmmakers and how many films have been, have referenced the Evil Dead, 
Like mm-hmm. I'm well aware of like the book and you speak the demon words and you know, they come out and everything else, but just, just like some of the montages, some of the effects, like some of the way things looked, I was just like, I've seen that before. I've seen something similar to this. And it was like, so I appreciated the kind of impact it's had on, you know, not just horror film, but cinema in general. So I can completely believe that Edgar Wright copied that, you know, the, the gearing up scene is so similar to the one mm-hmm. in Shaun of the dead, you know, and all that kind of stuff. I was like, yeah, this is cool. This obviously had an influence. You know, I imagine it's very similar to when you saw like the student films of Nolan or Spielberg, stuff like that. The difference is they went on to become like massive household names. Whether Sam Raimi, although he's big, he's never been like, you know, like huge. But it's cool to see the influence it's had on other filmmakers. You know, I imagine if you were making your own film, watching that, you know, you could take a lot away from it if you're so inclined. I mean, I obviously, like, it's your life and it's now or never. Um, but like, you should probably watch the first one because that they literally made that with money they borrowed from dentists and they went up into the woods, they gave themselves three months and got stuck there for like six months filming it. <laughs> and it like, I, it, I would say it's arguably more creative than the second one because the second one, they had the money and they had the, the makeup guys, whereas the first one, they did it themselves. And that, yeah, it's a bit campy and dated now, but it's still pretty fucking impressive for something some college kids made. Yeah. Oh yeah, very, I, I can very, believe very that. plasticine. The first one. Yeah. Isn't it? Uh, so, but, speaking of money, on the second one, they only had one Henrietta suit, and I don't know if you noticed, but it got fucked up at one point. And the shot where he's, she, sorry, is floating above Annie, pulling her hair. There's a fuck off big tear in the back of it, and you can just see <laughs> Ted Raimi's underwear underneath it. <laughs> no way, I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah, because they they only had one suit, uh, and he also, I don't know if you know, but that suit was not. Like light, that was a heavy beanbag suit that he was wearing in the middle of summer under studio lights. So they'd pull his like booties off, and you'd just see sweat pouring out. There's a shot in the film when Ash, when Ash like stands up and like whistles to it, and Henrietta turns, you see sweat pouring out of the ear hole. (laughs) Just keep it like when she turns her head, it's white because of the um baby powder they had to put him on to slip him into it so it's all mixed in and it all pours out of his ear i mean he looks pussy which is cool but like that wasn't intended (laughs) yeah that was a byproduct uh since recording the last summer one uh, i met sorry last halloween one i met ted Raimi and I, i took my book of the dead edition to uh, and I was telling him about making films and stuff, and he put in it, which you probably can't see because the quality, but it says, Lee, see you in Hollywood, Ted Raimi. But it looks yeah. like he's written, sex you in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> it's the next me too. He's going to fall. He was so nice. He was such a nice guy. <laughs> no, that's really cool. And yeah, there, there were some scenes I really did enjoy in it. Um, I, I, as I said, it was just... What was your favourite scene? Oh, the gearing up bit. 100 percent all, all of that and and i, and I really dug the ending as well i'm gonna be oh, honest with you great. i thought the ending was absolutely fantastic <laughs> and obviously knowing it like that little shot in the book like you know like that that's obviously him from the past and everything else mm-hmm. like tying it together i can imagine the first time you watched it being like it's him in the book like that was him all along kind of thing and i was like that's cool yeah. like um it's just it, it as it is the only way the film could have ended you know and it's, it's like uh it's Sam Monty Raimi Python at the, and the end, Holy Grail. Sam Raimi's the one Sam that's just like, the, the hey, he who has come to deliver us. <laughs> yeah, because apparently Raimi wanted to be- become an actor, so he was like putting himself in so that he could then move on to become an actor, but I guess that kind of fell um, flat a bit. He is in a couple of films, and he obviously has 
minor points and everything. He's the guy that pushes Toby Maguire out uh, when he's just like, he got my name wrong. It's the human spider. He's like, I don't care, buddy. It just pushes him. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I'd say it was probably just not being prepared for the tonal shift. It's like, um, I love Scream. And that like delivers right from the very beginning. You know what you're going to kind of expect for this, like Tucker and Dale versus evil, you know, like that's really gory and like really messed up, but then funny. And it's just like, Oh, cool. So it's a balance between the two. Like this is a great film. Yeah. It's excellent. I remember when scream came out and I, even back then I was a little hipster cunt. I hated scream the first time I saw it because everyone told me how scary it was. And then I watched it and I was like, this is obviously a parody. Like this is a joke. Yeah. And I was so pissed off that I'd been lied to by everyone about how good it was. In years to come, I, it's I, like I appreciate it. Shut up, James. <laughs> everyone thought Wreck was good. It's a, Wreck is great. Wreck is good. <laughs> Two against uh, James, it's always... Everyone's always against you when you slag Wreck on. <laughs> I'll, I'll like tell you Rec. what is a great film. I like film. Wreck 2 as well. Rec I'll tell you what is, is a great film. Wreck 3 is fun. Wreck, Wreck 3 is the Evil Dead 2 of the Wreck movies. <laughs> oh, in that case, I might go watch Rec Three. It's a lot of fun. They get rid of the camera thing straight away. And it, have you seen Rec Three, Mike? Uh, I've seen bits of it, like scenes. I've not seen the I, whole. I film. won't give away what happens uh, in the end, but it got me with uh, uh, something that's like I I can't believe I didn't. They do a Chekhovy gunny thing, and I didn't see it, that being a setup because they were like. Okay. They cut a cake with a sword, and you're like, they're going to use that sword. And then they do something else with like a fucking gun, and you're like, they're going to use that gun. But they'd set something up earlier in the film, and I just didn't see that. Because I think, because I was like, oh, they're going to use that, 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 and that. I missed one of the. It's so yeah, obvious they, now. They in, smother like... him with cake. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, did you get. There was a reference dropped in the, um, in the shed. Did you clock it? A reference dropped in the shed. Yeah. Hanging above the door, specifically. No. We haven't watched it yet, but it's on our it's on our um, list to watch next. Oh yeah, the Kruger's gloves. gloves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Coop, coop. Yes, yes. Um, I didn't think it was done. I didn't know if I was reading into it too much because it's just the glove. It's not got like all the knives and stuff on it, has it? So oh, it has got like, the knives on it. Yeah. yeah. So oh, it was it done intentionally. Oh, it, it was, it was done the intentionally. They, they oh. basically, it was like you don't accidentally put Freddy's glove in the shot. <laughs> Between no, a bunch I, the way of I different, was it, as I said, I, I just saw the glove. I didn't clock that it. Was, I didn't see the knives on it. Then I just saw the glove. But it's a bit like uh, in Scream. There's that bit where he comes outside and like it is Wes Craven dressed as Freddy. And I was like, Aha. and my friend was like, well, that could not have been. I was like, you don't wear that jumper in the same film made by the same director and not be referencing it. But so in it, Evil Dead, I just assumed that they probably wouldn't have had the right no. to that. Well, I some I think I read somewhere that was it one of the props guys was working on both, but also it was it was more of a nod to the other films to be like this is a scarier film or this is a, or like half as like a montage, but uh, sorry, a homage. But in Scream, they decide. No, Lee's going to correct me. In Scream, uh, in Evil Dead One, there's a ripped poster of uh, The Hills Have Eyes because they're like, yeah. you think that film is scary? Well, this is scarier. And then in Nightmare on Elm Street, Johnny Depp is watching The Evil Dead on TV. So then they were like, well, let's put Freddy's glove in Evil Dead Two. And then in Scream, don't they talk about watching? Evil Dead and decide not to and watch something else that's actually scary. And then a guy walks in and says, Snoogins, and you're like, you're in the wrong <laughs> film, mate. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> oh my God, that's the best thing. <laughs> um, and yeah, Evil Dead. So I, I did watch a 
a scene of Evil Dead recently, I guess, because I've rewatched um, Donnie Darko and got Is Lex to watch Donnie it Darko? for the first time. Yeah, they go to the cinema and they're watching. It's like a double bill, and it's Evil Dead One, and it's a bit where like the bench is just like ramming against the at the God, door. Why at the do beginning. I not remember that? Donnie Darko is something I've not seen since my teen years because it's when I realized this is going to be really weird, but it's when I realized that I'm going to die one day. And then I watched Donnie Darko and I was just like, this film's fucking depressing. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, life is pointless. It was one of those films as well where people say uh, like how much they enjoyed it. And I remember distinctively not being the biggest fan of Harvey's for the very first time I met him because his introduction was Donnie Darko is my favorite film. And I was like, that's such a fucking film student answer i was like there's no fucking way it's your actual favorite film you're just oh in no way and, but, and but to this day like, you're, you're, every time, you're like every time i go around his house he's watching johnny dark <laughs> that was the film that i'd watched like when i was at uni and I, I, I think i've watched like 40 times and i was just like i know this inside out and i got lexi to watch it the other like the other month and she, and she was it. like yeah no it's not for me but yeah she just turned to you and goes, "How exactly does one suck a fuck?" <laughs> I well, just, I just, it, I had the same running joke with uh, one of my really close mates, uh, Max, where for years he would say his favorite film was La Hen, which is the French, French film. One, yeah, yeah, and I was like, "No, it fucking isn't." Like, yeah. stop. And now, if you're like, "What's his favorite film?" He's like, "Jurassic Park." And I'm like, "There you go. You've grown up a little bit." <laughs> It's like Fast and, and Furious like, 3. Yeah, Tokyo exactly. Drift. Like, yeah. Uh, hey, that, that's the there's a lot drifting one. in that film. It's pretty damn good. <laughs> Not as but much like, Tokyo. But, as a standalone, <laughs> love it. But Harvey, being honest, I know we're getting distracted slightly off point. Would you still say today, like, because obviously Lee's saying that his favourite film is Evil Dead 2. Would you still yeah, say man. that yeah. Johnny Dark... Yeah, he's such a I prick. I fucking love it. I love it. <laughs> Like the soundtrack, the it's no, not your no, favorite. No, when I watched film. it, when I watched it again, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is a young filmmaker trying to be um, smarter than he is." And I, I was mean, like, "That was Southland Tales, right?" No, no. Well, this was like yes, but this is like the early formings of that because he used so many of those ideas in like his future films but i was like the remarks that he's making he's trying to sound profound but he's too young to have fully formed those ideas and to be able to like properly argue them so i was like so this is a brilliant teenage film like this is a great coming of age film and to watch it around that time but it's yeah i'm just i'm so fucking enamored with it I'll be honest, it looks like Mike muted you a while ago. <laughs> I, 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 I'm looking at my computer screen. You talk about how much you like that fucking film. <laughs> oh, do you remember the bit where it made no sense? Oh, yeah, yeah, all of it. Oh, the whole yeah. film, yeah. <laughs> yeah the whole film. You just need oh, no, to I read the piece of paper so that they didn't include in it. Of this film. Like, oh, do you remember when they made Swayze a paedophile? That was fun, right? Do you know what? I honestly... Kept for, when he died, I was just like, wasn't he a pedo? And it's like, no, he was a pedophile in that film he was in. <laughs> yeah, you don't do that. Tarnished him. Fucking Patrick Swayze, man. Pick someone else's career. Like, like, hey, I mean, to be he fair, agreed to be a pedo. He did put Baby in the corner and she was 100% underage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't do that to Swayze. He was in fucking Roadhouse, man. Do you know what I've never seen, Mike? 
You've never seen Roadhouse? I've never seen you, Roadhouse. You, you know, know what? what? I've never I, seen. I, I'll admit, uh, there are films I have not seen, and uh, there's a big list of them, and some of them I'm embarrassed to say I haven't seen, because you're just like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have the job I have and not have seen those films. Roadhouse was among those, but very low, like, low at the bottom. Like No one's like, you yeah. haven't seen Roadhouse? You can't teach here. There are some embarrassing films I'll admit. And then he seen. gets up and sp- like spin kicks you out of the room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Roadhouse was one that I, I saw. I, everyone was saying, oh, I can't believe you seen Roadhouse. And I got it, and I tell you what, it fucking lives up to the hype. That really? film is brilliant. It is brilliant. <laughs> I cannot recommend more. So good. So good. Really. I have no excuse seen, for not having seen it. I've seen a scene of it, I think, because um, someone, I think someone was trying to get me to watch Deer Hunter or something like that. And like, I thought I had the right channel on. And I was like, man, it's kick ass. Like, this, this guy's <laughs> badass. And they're like, that is not the right film. He <laughs> so hunts like, oh. the deer with his own hands. <laughs> No, he kicks the their heads clean off. Speaking <laughs> of kicking heads clean off, like the decapitation, like so early on in this film, in Evil yes. Dead 2, that, that was great. I didn't see it coming so quick. And again, it's been years since I've seen it. So yeah, I did in not see that coming so early on. In hindsight, they're trying to rush to the, to the point where they can start the film. But yeah. without knowing that really, it's like... Yes, no cause to cut his girlfriend's head off so yeah. early on. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And then you have that whole Nightmare Before Christmas scene where I was honestly expecting it. She was like <laughs> dancing around to have like, this, what's this? Yes. <laughs> There's magic in the air. <laughs> you know, like running past. I was like, you know, I, I wouldn't be fucking surprised there's a musical number in this film. It would not feel out of place. Um, the, the hand scene was, was one of the scenes uh, that I probably enjoyed the most. I thought that you. was what did you that, think? That was brilliant. I can tell you that, right now that the first time I saw this, and like he's kicking the shit out of himself, and then crawls over. Something in me broke the moment he stabbed that hand and said, "Who's laughing now?" And then picked <laughs> up that chainsaw. As a teenager, I was like, "This is so fucking cool!" Yeah. And he cuts his own arm. Like, what did you think when that bit happened? And then it says, "Farewell to arms" on that book. Yes, I fucking love that. Um, I knew it was coming because obviously like I know that he has a chainsaw instead of a hand and so I was like but in terms of a way of going it, it was and also I like the fact that in all the other things to try and not get the like the higher rating they changed the blood so it's like oh we changed the blood with the demons but the two scenes or the three scenes where there is blood in there like proper blood blood are so good to it so with the basement scene like that just gushing out was just like this is fantastic <laughs> yeah but i was at, at that point because the film had gone kind of weird and it was demon i was like maybe when he cuts it it's going to be green i was like i really like the fact that it was actually his blood in his face and he's yeah. like laughing maniacally i was like yeah that's cool i was like and i can dig that that scene that's- so the when he stabs the hand the first time like that was the very first shot that they did and then the last shot they did was all the blood gushing out the walls at them because it just completely yeah, like trashed the set. Right? The set. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I but bet when it he did. stabbed the hand, I was like, that hand was walking towards a cleaver. That's going to be a sharp, clean cut on his wrist. And I forgot. And he pulled out the chainsaw. I'm like, you <laughs> fucking mentalist. It's so good because obviously he comes in. Actually, I'll tell you what. I mean, this film's full of mistakes, unfortunately. Like, there aren't many films that are perfect. But when Linda's head is biting him and he runs out to the work shares, he runs up to something hits it like that, and then the door to the workshop opens. But you can see the workshop behind him. Um, <laughs> but I really like that he comes in and looks at the shotgun and the chainsaw and then throws the chainsaw down on the floor and you just sort of forget about it, but obviously it lands perfectly so he can fucking chop his own yeah. hand off. 
But the the bit before that, they, they have a, a recurring thing with mirrors in Evil Dead. The first one, it's like he touches it and it's water. But that fuck, I love that bit when he's like, we just cut our girlfriend in half with a chainsaw. Does that sound fine? <laughs> and his reaction to the mirror afterwards is like fucking priceless. I mean, that, yeah. that is, is such a cheap effect, but it's done so well when he lunges through the mirror. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I did not see it coming. The only thing that annoys me about it now is that I know that the, aversion, the ash that's in the mirror, they've given him an extra chin, they've given him a wart, and they've given him a massive unibrow or monobrow. So you, I can tell oh, really? when it's the shot when he's about to lean through because he's suddenly got the makeup on his face. So I know that's the bit where he's going to lean through and, and grab him. But so I, they, I just love those mirror bits. So they made like a slightly fucked up ash? Yeah, because he's like supposed to be the evil aversion. There's loads of effects that went like unused that they filmed in this. There's he had a when he turns back into a dead eye. They had a thing where they shot it in reverse, where blood came out of his cheek so that they went back to being like flat. And also when Ed runs at him and he runs at him with the axe and he chops him, you see the shadow, you see the top of its head come off and green blood, and it cuts the ash like cutting it. But there's a a long missing scene where it goes down with that axe hit and then gets back up and it's, it's only got half a head and a tiny little brain and it comes after him and he chops it up and they do have in that documentary footage of the all the body parts flopping around on the floor as well. So they they had filmed that too. Oh my but God. Obviously they were like, we so can't. So much on the cutting room floor. Yeah, they had to because obviously it's way too violent to be showing limbs getting cut off. Like they did when, it once off screen. When uh, oh yeah, so the the also the chainsawing of the head in the vice with oh, the yeah, shadow. Yeah. Um, obviously, they did that for um, for the rating, but I think that was still beautiful the way it was done. Yeah, no, that that whole scene was really well done, especially when it like cuts back to actually being her, like it's kind of pushing and remind yeah. him of like what he's doing. It was like, dude, that's dark. And it's I also, also dark because she's still a head and a vice, so you're not going to fall <laughs> for that trick. <laughs> no, exactly. Of course not. But um, when like more people show up and you're like, okay, this is where it's going to really kick off now. Like I loved that the guy in the pickup truck, like she calls out to him, she's like, excuse me. And he like kind of looks back and then turns back around again. And I was like, ah, oh, brilliant. He's going to be an asshole, which means he's going to die really horribly. <laughs> and then the girlfriend shows up and she's an asshole. And I was just like, oh, you've, got to love, you've got to love those kind of characters in these films, especially when it's like crazy. That you can guy, just have fun. Jake yeah. is on the train in Spider-Man 2. He's one of the people that like carries unmasked Toby Maguire and sadly died this year god rest his oh. soul he's also in Dark Man, which is a fucking great film oh. yeah man Liam Nielsen it. <laughs> um, it was like so... uh, the first attempt at making like a really really dark uh, comic book film have you seen Dark Man then mm-hmm. yeah nice. with Liam Neeson yeah 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 and um, the final shot is Bruce Campbell looking back being like I'm Dark Man <laughs> so you were talking about the moment where he like well where he, he kills her and being like, fuck, like he's, that, that's his girlfriend that happened really fast. But the scene afterwards when he becomes a deadite and then the sun lands back on him and like the deadite washes out of him, he must be thinking, oh, fuck. Like if I had just like tied her up, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have to cut her head off. Yeah, there's not really that moment of realization. It's not like the mist. You know, like there, there doesn't seem to be any consequences in Evil Dead Two, other than obviously of the reading of the book, which I really dug actually. That because um, again, in, in Cabin in the Woods, there's that great bit when he's she's like starts reading, he goes like, "I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin." <laughs> I actually really liked 
that it was like, there's an evil book here about demons. Let's read it out loud. And it was like, actually, no, it was a guy translating it, assuming it to be a historical text, not accurate. Yeah. yeah. That then unleashes it. But because he's recorded it, when Ash plays the recording, it then does it again. I was like, that, that makes sense. It's like, you know, like once it's happened once, it would never fucking happen again. Because yeah. no one would be like, well, maybe if I read it and I'm a little bit in a better mood, they'd be like, no, just don't ever read it. <laughs> you know, like if you'd show up to a house and there's blood everywhere, so that was a book with a face on it, you know, and it was just like, I'm just not going to touch that book. You know, that just exists <laughs> there. Uh, so the fact that it was done as a recording, I was like, it sounds silly, but in every fucking horror film, they always open the case, read the book, yeah. pick up the object. They always interact with it in a way that you instantly go, you know, it's the demonic equivalent of the girl running upstairs instead of out the front door right yeah. you're always just like why would you do that every time so i really dug in this film that it was done by a recording of him listening and being like what's that weird shit and then it's like oh no it's like that that's actually really cool really clever yeah they do that in the first one as well it's 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 on the tape that they find in the basement um and i'm pretty sure in the remake someone's translated the book for them and they read out the translation i feel like there's yeah. handwritten notes mm. in there is there not there's yeah. something like that because the, the the film starts with uh, that family the guy having to kill his own uh, daughter yeah. and stuff like that because of what's happened and everything. So it might, I'll be honest with you, I don't remember that film too much other than the the, the sheer gore of it. Yeah, but um, it it may be, you know, as you say, it's in the other ones, cool. But I thought for this one, that was really, I really enjoyed that. That was good. The bit so um... you have actually seen the Necronomicon before as well it's in it's in one of the Jason oh yeah it is yeah it's in Jason, it Jason, goes, uh, to hell? Jason goes to hell it's in because yes, it is. B did yeah. the effects so it's just in Jason's house so yeah, he must be a dead eye <laughs> which is another film just, about like, complicate his fucking backstory <laughs> even more <laughs> yeah fucking hell well that was also because again it's another thing with the rights so how the studio had the rights to Jason but not the title of Friday the 13th yeah, that's why yeah. it stops and you got Jason goes to hell and Jason X and then Freddy versus Jason because even though they own the rights to the character they don't own the name to Friday the 13th yeah which is why when people like technically now with the next ones coming out it'll be Halloween but why Friday the 13th has the most amount of sequels uh, than any other horror film um, is because of all the Jason movies and the Jason X and all this like Friday the 13th as a, as a franchise is obviously the biggest but it's that not all of them are called Friday the 13th for that same reason for copyright which is crazy the bit um where he's recording him talking uh and reading aloud the book if you look in the background you can see Henrietta going back and forth in the in a rocking chair and going into the shadows they filmed oh, really? the bit where she leant forward and opened her eyes and they were white but for some reason that again footage is gone forever they they lost all that footage I'm going to have to shame. go back and watch that. I didn't... But you I mean, never that's... see... She never opens her eyes, but she's got her eyes shut in the background, but she was supposed to open them and they'd be white because she's already started uh, to turn. Yeah, I didn't catch um, that at all. There's also a cool bit, Mike, in Ash versus Freddy versus... No, or is it Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, where uh, Jason gets, like, blown up and a part of his arm gets destroyed. And Jason looks at Ash at his chainsaw and then looks at his machete and just stuffs it into the stump. <laughs> it's like <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Wait, there's a Freddy versus Jason versus Ash? Uh, there was two comic series of it. Oh, comics. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because they wanted to That's actually right. make it, but the, um, the Sam Raimi wanted control of the Ash character and, and uh, New Line, whoever, were like, no, we want to do our thing. And he's like, cool, then you're not having Ash. Bye. 
Yeah, there's all this kind of stuff about like like the horror people because obviously they make so much money from it that they don't want to relinquish their copyright. Uh, the guys yeah. that do, uh, I think it's uh, something Realm or something like that that does the Mortal Kombat one. Never like, Realm, they, yeah. Never Realm. They wanted to bring out a Mortal Kombat, but purely horror characters. I so, would like, fucking kill for that. Hundred percent. So in the in, in Mortal Kombat Ten, you can play as Leatherface and Jason. Yeah, and the alien and predator, and in the new one, there's like the Joker, there's something like that, and they wanted to do a villains edition, so it's like just a beat 'em up with just the horror character. They had Freddy in one, but it was the shitty remake Freddy, and he had two gloves instead of one. But they before Joker came out, there was leaks from Warner Brothers of the the uh, game files, and it had Ash in the game files, and then they changed it to Joker because then Joker came out like a month later. Um, but I don't know if you've seen who they've added now, James. No. Mike, have you seen who they've just added? Yeah. Rambo. I haven't got it. I'm waiting for all the decent <laughs> DLC. But yeah, Rambo. Which is also is a fucking great film. I mean, because Robocop's yeah. in it, so you can do Rambo versus Robocop. <laughs> and the Terminator is in that same fucking yeah. game. And that's it. It's like yeah. you've got Terminator, you've got all these, you could do a movie version, but I thought a, particular, a horror version would be great. It's a, you know? it's a shame it's an impersonator doing Arnie because it's actually Peter Weller doing Robocop and it's actually Stallone doing fucking Rambo. Why yeah. wouldn't they get Arnie? I, well, I mean, he's probably busier than money. Stallone is right now. Yeah, and know. also Did you money. See the, money. Actually, no, sorry, I was thinking that is Stallone. <laughs> Uh, but also, Stallone, you can easily Rambo. do the like fucking kill from the last Rambo when he rips that guy's heart out. Like they're gonna do shit like that in that game. 100%. Yeah. But put Ash in it, and I'll buy it right fucking now. I'll give them the money right now. Groovy. That was a fucking great line. <laughs> that was that was a great line. It sums up the whole film. I think it's something I probably will enjoy a second time round now, being prepared for it. I, in no way, as I said. I text Harvey like what is going on because it was nothing like I expected <laughs> mm-hmm. and it is bizarre and it is camp and it is thing. I imagine it's the kind of film that would completely grow on me if I, if I gave it another go. I think I'd enjoy it a hell of a lot more. And it's one of the first films in a very long time where I'm like, I think I'm going to enjoy the making of this film almost as much as the film itself. You'll have loads um, of fun watching those behind the scenes stuff. A hundred percent. Also, if you watch the, the third one, you again would be, you'd probably have this thing where you're like, it's going to grow on me because it's such Isn't a that different darkness. Yeah. It's such a tonal shift again yeah. <laughs> that you're going to be like, what the fuck is this film? <laughs> and and, and I'm, I'm totally behind that. But I think it was, uh, cause I remember I don't know, this is exactly it. I, I didn't write it down, but I remember this was ex- very similar to something else. And it's like, uh, I've always loved uh, like mafia stuff and gang stuff and all that. It's really cool. And I always loved vampires, mainly because, and we've had this conversation before, the obsession with Buffy, like, and how much I love Buffy. So in theory, right, Dusk Till Dawn should be a film that I'm just like, well, that has everything. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know what Dusk Till Dawn was when I watched it. So at first mm-hmm. I was like, this is freaking great. Like, oh my God, Quentin's a serial killer, psychopath. This is brilliant. George Clooney playing the villain. Oh my God, I love this. And then shit unfolds. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I've gone I back love, since. I love that film. And, I, and since I've gone back and watched it, I love it. It's, it's the very, same very guys good. who did the makeup yeah. for Evil Dead 2, KMB. Oh, Greg, Greg Nicotero is in one of the scenes. I'm pretty sure he's sat next to Sex Machine when his dick comes out. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, the cheeks alone make sense. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so actually, like maybe... I film you would have preferred if we weren't in level two or three now. 
where I could have then just popped around to yours and with company, Evil Dead 2 would be fantastic. Yes, yes. I think on your own, because I was bracing Holly, like I turned around to her and I said like, look, I think this film is is like scary, scary. Like it was banned, <laughs> scary. And she was like, that's okay. She was like, can we watch it during the day then? I was like, yeah, let's watch it during the day. Actually, I think I even said, let's watch it during the day. I won't tell a lie. I think I was like, let's watch it during the day. Then. You know, like we're off today. We're not doing anything. Let's watch it during the day. And when it started, I was like, yeah, I got this completely. I, I think I text Harvey and said, at any moment, I'm expecting Bill Murray to burst through the front doors and go, don't cross the streams. <laughs> like this is that kind of film. Uh, so I think I will enjoy it more a second or third time for sure. Um, I did yeah. not dislike the film. It just was not what I was expecting. And so therefore I found it very hard to get in and have fun with it. Fair until enough. like near have, the end have you seen brain dead oh my god have you seen brain dead no so that's Ooh, peter I haven't jackson. Even heard of brain dead so that's peter, peter jackson, jackson before he um, fucking before he became peter jackson films. yeah <laughs> take that so he, lord of the did, rings no i like that. lord of the rings but it's not it's he not did rain. he did that and what was the other one um uh, uh bad taste Bad taste yeah the and they, as well the puppet yeah that's fucking insane yeah that is gnarly <laughs> But um, but like Brain Dead is is kind of on a level pegging with Evil Dead in like that kind of comedy gore setting. It's a little less campy, a little actually no, it's pretty damn campy. It's it's got that great moment campy. where he um, disappears down the street when that bus goes past, and she's like, "Where's he gone?" And then a parked car drives away, and he's like, "Crouched behind the parked car." <laughs> uh, that film is. Uh, you say it's not campy. There's a bit where a no, fucking it's very kung, campy. A kung yeah. fu priest is like, I kick ass for the Lord. <laughs> and then does like a spinning roundhouse and kicks a zombie's head off. Yeah. Um, but that, that film has like... Until the last 20 minutes. And it's got a kind of similar ending, like before the portal. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the portal, like the fucking cabinet going over his head. If it's you've genius. ever seen Russia's <laughs> Times Like These uh, music video, if you haven't, I'll send you a link. If you have, it's basically that shot. They've got like a green screen shot of the band playing and they're just like 80s floating in space with objects (laughs) that bear no relation to them flying around. There's a Foo Fighters video. Uh, Everlong has their cabin in it. Yes. Yes, and Deadites. Yeah. They're obviously massive fans, weren't they? Yeah. Um, But yeah, but but Bad Taste has like... Firstly, for me, it had that like like cult horror director becomes a like a, a a professional director you might say yeah um and obviously peter jackson like faster past sam raimi but like they they definitely had that right that same kind of like tone to me yeah. like they feel very similar they got quite similar like effects and towards the end like when like the mother in like brain dead goes batshit crazy it's like the mother in this going crazy and i'd I'd like to know like, if one of them fed off the other or if they both kind of caught that whiff of inspiration in the air at the same time. I feel like they thing. came out very similar. Oh, no, wait. Uh, Brain Dead is um, 1990. I think they're just... I know those two know each other, so I think it was like just similar mindsets. Uh, Bad Taste has a fucking joke in it that I love where um, Peter Jackson's character, after smashing his head and his brain falls out, has gone crazy. And there's a bit where he cuts a hole in the wall of a man holding a chainsaw. Then the hole falls through and he perfectly fits through the hole with the chainsaw. But then later on, somebody fires a rocket and it goes through a window and then it goes out that hole he cut. 
and it just cuts to a sheep in a field and it looks up and it just gets hit by the <laughs> rocket and explodes. <laughs> it's so good. One of the other things with Evil Dead, though, I think as well, where I, I struggled a little bit was um, like horror is obviously massively subjective to a certain degree. So like what scares you kind of thing. So like the original It I watched as a kid, nightmares for for months years it took me a long time to watch the remake of the the it because i've just i've always hated clowns uh, i'm all right with it now but growing up i hated them even in my 20s i absolutely that hated original clowns. Was terrifying you're, for you're children and also that. tim curry as well dude like, he's oh fucking so good yeah. into that watching he's it so as an adult good. he's funny but as a child that was fucking traumatizing I and mean, he's terrifying in home alone too let alone it <laughs> Yeah, well, especially if you fucking watch it and then watch Home Alone, it's like it, it, there are certain films you can't watch before watching Home Alone because it changes it. So if you watch it and watch Home Alone two, different movie. If yeah. you watch Goodfellas and then watch Home Alone, different fucking movie. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, do, do I amuse you as he clips, slips on? You're like, oh fuck with Joe Pesci, man. But um, horror is like totally subjective, and for me. Like, I have a lot of fun with it and everything else. And I love my campy, like, slasher movies. Like, I have all of them. And, like, I quite like that fine line between good and bad in terms of mm -hmm. horror. And even though I can appreciate it, the thing that kind of gets under my skin a bit is is the whole demon, that alternate realm. Because I'm a bit like, I don't like that as much. Don't get me wrong, I love those movies. So The Conjuring is the most recent modern-day horror film that I really, really enjoy. The first one is fucking amazing yep. the first yeah, one is the second one brilliant. is not good and the opening to annabelle I, I i watched conjuring one and annabelle and the opening of annabelle i was like holy fuck this is going to be even better than the first one the, that whole opening scene of annabelle one of the best openings to a horror film i think i've ever seen have you seen it uh me and james saw annabelle at the cinema it. and it, is, yeah. it was such a bad experience for us that we started doing this podcast <laughs> <laughs> no, that was uh, it because that was when we, we were like we just want to cool things pieces of shit that bit when they were going up the stairs and the whole cinema oh, yeah, was that, laughing the, the film was awful but the opening of annabelle what, what where, is the opening it, to annabelle so it's where the parents are there and there's been that cult killing next door oh wait hang oh, on sorry sorry, sorry sorry have you seen annabelle creation no me and chris watched it the other day right no. and it's obviously a prequel to annabelle it's by the guy that did shazam and it was pretty good it's better than annabelle but probably massive spoilers for it if you don't mind no, no, go for it. Annabelle the demon, whatever that thing is called, possesses a little girl and the film ends with her being adopted. Cut to the opening of Annabelle and now that girl's grown up and in a cult and stabs up her family that took her in. And that, But the whole point of Annabelle is that it's trying to get into a body so that it can be human. But <laughs> according to Annabelle creation, it did become human and then went to school and just did yeah. all the human things. <laughs> yeah, it's that it's that whole like when you like yeah, horror films very rarely ever care about continuity and yeah. storylines. They're very happy to put in a line that's like didn't you know it was the dad all along and you know, uh it, it's freaking annoying. It's yeah. freaking annoying. Like or, the Friday the or, 13th films do not line up at all. Well, that we like, talked about that. Like, flawless. My psychic yeah. dad is buried in the uh, in, in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly he's like what? Um, or when he's in the lake at friday the 13th and then all of a sudden he's on a ship going towards new york and i was like they don't know what a lake is <laughs> like, that, the that's that, the that's that's the ocean that's the not, one that that's always not a lake. me was freddy versus jason which or freddy's like oh he's afraid of water and it's like no he fucking isn't he's in water all the time he yeah. is not afraid of it no he lives the water he just pops yeah. out of it <laughs> exactly 
that makes no sense. But the opening of Annabelle is very good. But those those kind of horror films that deal with like demons and stuff like that, I always just find that little bit like, mm, yeah, okay. And so the scary ones that are well done, I really enjoy because they're horror. I think because they're trying to have fun with it, I, I that's where I struggle a little bit because I was a bit like, you know, if it was just a dude or it was, I don't know, something or other like that, like just creatures or anything. But I find the whole you know, there's a book and if you read it, you summon them thing. I'm just like, that already to me doesn't feel like there's any comedy in there at all. And obviously Evil Dead are like, no, there is, look at it. And I was like, yeah, but the premise of this film, it, it, it taps into something with me where I was a bit like, yeah, I'm not 100% cool with this. So to find it funny already was a bit like, Mm, but it, yeah. I did laugh. You should watch Lee, Demons. I've got, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, we've got an Italian film for you to watch. I appreciate, I do appreciate Evil Dead too. I really do. I just, as I said, maybe it was just the mindset. As I said, I was pre-warning my fiance by being like, this is supposed to be really scary. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I don't blame you reading your book. This, at, at points, it reminded me of like the old Sinbad movies. <laughs> you Classics. Know? Yeah, I love like them. Patrick Troughton in them, and like yes, Tom Baker's yeah. in one, I think. Yes, I love those movies, and I yeah, was like, yeah. "That's the kind of same sort of stop motion work from them." Yeah, it's weird that you said Sinbad because you wait until Army of Darkness, where there's literally an army of skeletons that he fights, and yeah. they are all stop animation. <laughs> yeah, man, it's like yeah, every Christmas that that film. Well, not that, but every Christmas the is it the Argonauts, whoever it is Jason. The yeah, 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 Jason. Yeah, the yeah it comes on. And yeah. yeah, I was yeah I was watching that the other like the other year, and watching this again, I'm like it's the exact same stop motion style. Uh, That's what I mean. I so when the skeleton was there, I was expecting that kind of uh, that thing to come alive. I was expecting like uh, like the, any moment there's gonna be the ship with the eyes that just rock and with that horrible voiceover. <laughs> but that's kind of the style I got from it. It's like Sinbad meets. Evil Dead One. Yeah. Well, the the fight that he has with um with the mum. And like the neck cranky black swan mum, which yeah. I imagine black swan referenced this. Like that feels that feels really clunky. And like when when she's flying across the room. But yeah. Lexi's dad had the same issue that you did with this because I think I talked about Gremlins and how good Gremlins was. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, and it's a it's a like it's a great horror film as well. But he didn't know that it was a parody comedy film, <laughs> and so he sat down to watch it, and he was like. I think this might be not a horror film. And is it Gremlins or Gremlins 2 where is it Gremlins 2 where it's got the woman and they're all in the bar and they're chilling out and like that's smoking one. cigars? No, that's, that's one. one. Yeah, it's one. Yeah, yeah. That's one. And he it got to that scene, he was like, I know what I'm watching now. <laughs> and exactly it. And I think that's my biggest problem with my experience of Evil Dead 2 the first time round, watching he it at the beginning, yeah. is I did not know what this film was when I stuck it on. And I think that's why it threw me. And I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> that's why he thinks it's a piece of shit. I, didn't, I did yeah, not I say those words. delivered to, like, because I didn't really know what the fuck it was before I saw it. And the first time I saw it, it might have been the first horror comedy I ever saw. And it was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, I had a, what the fuck is this? But in a different, like, not like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I was like, this is different. I was like, <laughs> I, w- I recorded it on Channel 4 and they did a series of the band hosted by Mark Commode. And it was a double bill of that and zombie flesh eaters. So I saw them the same day and I was just like, what a fucking duo. Nice. <laughs> nice. You should watch Zombie Flesh Eaters as well, Mike. Zombie Flesh Eaters. 
You like wood going in people's right. eye. You should watch Zombie if you like um, sharks wrestling zombies. Well, actually, funny enough, you talk about it. So one of the films, just as we're mentioning other movies, I, I'm a big zombie fan, big Walking Dead fan, or used to be before it went on too long and everything else. That, that's KMB um, doing the effects. Brought, they brought out another fucking Walking Dead series. Yeah, like about teenagers, yeah. right? About teenagers. Yeah. I yeah. saw that yeah. on Prime and I was like, no, let yeah. it die. Yeah, well, this new season is supposed to be... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ironically, <laughs> for a show of bad. <laughs> You win all the prizes. <laughs> yes, well, well played, well played. Yeah, the thing that annoys me is they said that the next season they do of The Walking Dead is the last one, and I have been up there. I haven't watched the newest one, season ten. I do enjoy them. It just should have ended a freaking long time ago. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, so the last one's the last one. Okay, so season eleven will be the last one. I was like, we finally get to see what happens to Rick and all this kind of stuff. I was like, that'd be good. And then they were like, oh no, no, there's going to be another series where we'll explore Rick or we'll do it as a movie. And I was like. Yeah, talk about milking a dead cow, dude. Like that. Yeah, it's like yeah. a supernatural. They were saying, "Oh, that's the final season." I was like, "That's still going on." Like season like fifteen, sixteen. Now I was like, "It's God. too much." My Man, missus I, I loves that show. That. I've I've I, tried watching yeah. series one. She loves that show, and she also loves Scooby Doo, right? And when I told her, because she hasn't watched all of Supernatural, when I told her there's an episode with it, nice. <laughs> that yeah, there's an episode where they team right up here. with Scooby Doo. She thought I was taking the piss. What? But no, there was a fucking episode There's of Supernatural where they team up yeah. with Scooby Doo. <laughs> See, that was the thing. Seasons one, if they'd have cut cut it with seasons one to five of Supernatural, that would have been like a phenomenal show, like the yeah. character arc, everything. But it just got that too first popular. Episode was fucking cool. I watched it recently. Like when they see the mum burning on the ceiling and shit. Like dude, that dude, first yeah, dude, yeah. awesome. Supernatural season one to five, especially as a Buffy fan, is fantastic. And the great thing about it is. Because I got Holly to watch it with me. Uh, I think it was one of the lockdown ones, actually. And um, we stopped it at season five because you can stop it where it was supposed to end. Oh, okay. And what it was was that the original creator wanted to be done with it. So they bought the rights off of it. As well, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, switch okay. channels, everything else. And so it ends and it's really good. And then there's just this one camera pan which they added at the end. So it's like, like literally like an extra four seconds of footage where it goes like that and it reveals something that starts the next season. It's like you can actually just stop it there oh, okay. and be like And amazing. feel like a completionist. And feel like it had a proper story arc ending everything else. Because nice. after that, like without do you want to know a spoiler-esque thing not huge, I, i'm not but, that bothered about that but i probably nah. might just watch the first five series just say oh so i did it season <laughs> four is all about like the devil and so season doesn't one five, of them go to hell and the other one has to get him yeah yeah again i don't want to reveal too much about it but basically like starts off with like two brothers that are like fighting monsters and it ends with heaven versus hell and it's like the demons and the angels. And like it's Buffy. so... Uh, sorry, like Angel. Like the ending yes, of Angel. <laughs> but like really, really well done. Like, like yeah. the angels are just as much assholes as the demons and everything else. And it basically, Lucifer is in season five. And he's the main villain. And it's like... Re- and he's so well done. Like the actor, the way they do it, it's, it's brilliant. It ends and it's like... Then the next season's about something else. I was like, you can't top Lucifer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, how do you go... And so when I, I've kept up today not with watching it but like hearing about it and i was like oh so now god's in it oh now this <laughs> is in it 
but none of it works. It. Well, uh, freaking Lucifer <laughs> comes back apparently in, in one of the later seasons, and it's I'm like, sorry, that's how thing. do they mix Scooby Doo into this? I need so to know what's how really that. cool. Is there not about an episode where they meet the TV show? They go on to the TV show Supernatural. Is yeah. So what was really cool about Supernatural, a bit like Buffy, where you had like really scary episodes and then you'll have ones that are like just fun. Oh, like, yeah. So there's there's a Groundhog Day episode, for example, and then there's like another one. But there's basically because they start dealing with like gods and like angels and stuff, reality changes. So there's a really good one in season season five, I think, where a being has them stuck in TV shows. So they have to like react the TV show. So it's them like pretending to be like cops and they're like, if they're like basically worked out, they don't follow the show as it's supposed to be written, that bad things will happen. So they're forced to like act like a sitcom and all this kind of stuff. Nice. And there's like another one where uh, like Dean gets this thing that makes him afraid of everything. And it's like, it's comical. So there are hilarious moments. Then there's some ones that is like, remind you of like Dawn of the Dead, like waves of villains and like being cut. So it really is really, really well done. It just mm. was one of those things, a bit like Walking Dead, it got too popular and they didn't cut it off. But seasons one yeah. to five on Prime, I highly recommend. Crap, but, um, I, might have, I might have to give it another shot. Uh, James, you never got very far into X-Files, did you? Oh, no, I didn't. And I got like eight and a half seasons in. Did You, you must but... have seen the episode that's Cops. Do you remember the TV show Cops? Yes, Bad Boys, yeah. but, and, and it's just that, but they're yeah. Mulder and Scully are just in the background. <laughs> Oh man, there's some brilliant X Files. X Files is a show I've never watched. I've never seen one episode of it, and my mate was so destroyed by that that he actually bought me season one on DVD to be like, "You, you've got to watch this." So that is very high up on my list. Next list of, of films to or Pretty things to get sure into. Season I think, one I think has tombs it. in it. The stretchy guy that eats livers. Mm. Yes, yes, it does because I, I heard about that him. guy's fucking awesome. Yeah, that um, show did I, it all goes go downhill as it went further on. Yeah, it, 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 again, it, uh, we, and when I know we're both Buffy fans, it's that kind of like one of the thing, things. The reason why I still love Buffy is because it has the perfect arc. It ended when it needed to end. And mainly that's because Sarah Michelle Gellar, I think, was like, no. But uh, also Josh was like, no, I've got an ending to this and this is how it's going to end. And, you know, I Park Some Wrecks, for example, again, a show that just like has the perfect ending. Mm-hmm. And I've it never was seen like, the ending. I've never seen the last I watched season. it uh, during lockdown. I, I watched all of the American Office as well. And I can confirm that you, the last series just sucks. You don't I've, need yeah. it. I've watched no. it all as well. Like, I'd never seen it. I've now it's seen so it all good. twice. <laughs> it's yeah. so it's brilliant. Good. But it goes downhill in that final. Yeah, that so least, all that but, forced yeah. stuff with the uh, Pam yeah. and the fucking cameraman guy. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. Well, it's like that Game of Thrones, happen. dude. Like yeah. to yeah. think that we would they be talking that. about how much Game of Thrones kind of like like how bad that finale was that it put you off the whole. And that's the thing. Like when it has a big like films, you can kind of get away with it, but TV shows you can't. Like fucking me, Sopranos, dude. I love the Sopranos, and that ending is like what you remember. Do you know what you know. TV show? Three seasons, concise, fits it all in perfectly. Burn A- Ash versus Evil Dead. <laughs> <laughs> now knowing what that Give one was, shot. I think I would go back to Army of Darkness and Ash versus Evil Dead. I think I would. I would want to keep up with watching it. Would Would you watch Evil Dead one? You should watch one, just for like a. Like, as a teacher, just to be like, oh, look at this, look at these people. Well, one of the things between one and two is, like, you know all those shots where it was, like, like the POV flying shots? 
I think on two they did it with um with like a a special like rig like a Raimi rig or something. The Ramo cam, uh, where it's just Ramo a camera cam. on a fucking plank of wood that they rammed through the car. <laughs> well, well, the first one they had um Ramo. the first one they okay. just like stuck a camera on his bike, didn't they? And he just yeah. like cycled, yeah, cycled, cycled <laughs> through the woods. I'm like, I, it's such a good like lo-fi solution. The opening shot is them sat in a dinghy that uh, I think Bruce Campbell's pushing while Sam Raimi's in a dinghy with a camera. The bit where it's floating over the water, that's just a guy in a dinghy. Ah, um, nice. but I would say to you, if you are going to watch Army of Darkness, watch the extended version because it has the proper ending on it because Universal were like, this film can't have a sad or a bad ending. Um, so Army of Darkness has the proper ending on it, the extended version. But I also highly suggest watching the good ending because it's so fucking batshit mental. <laughs> All right, I will. I will. And features yeah, I, some I amazing totally lines. I totally forgot there are two versions of that until you just said it. Name's Ash, housewares. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh my God. I've got, um, I bought that from, I only own two copies of that. So I've got the UK Blu ray which only the theatrical version is in HD. The uh, director's cut is not in HD and it looks fucking garbage. But I ordered it from Australia because it's got the normal version, the director's cut, all HD. And it's also got the sci-fi American TV cut where it has ad breaks in it and different lines of dialogue. Like there's a bit where he looks out to the army of darkness and says... um, he goes, oh, maybe we can beat him. Maybe. I think that's in the original. He's like, maybe we can beat him. Like, yeah, maybe. And and then this one, he's just like, yeah. And maybe I'm a Chinese jet pilot, <laughs> which is like only in that version. <laughs> and they replace the line she bitch with she witch. <laughs> but it has obvious ad breaks, which is so weird because it like turns to dark and then comes back in. And it's just like, what is this fucking version? <laughs> but I'm so happy that I've got it. Lee, I love that you're like, I only have two copies of, of, of Army of Darkness. Like most people have four or five. I've got three copies of Evil Dead 2 on Blu-ray. I've got the standard one that came out, then the special edition one, which I think Mike's got. But then they did yeah. a special edition in a metal tin. And I've got the Book of the Dead DVD one, the Canadian metal tin edition, the regular UK edition, and a copy on VHS as well. And That's Mike impressive. has just sat here for an hour and a half and fucking <laughs> shit out your favourite film. <laughs> I thought I was bad because I own three different versions of Almost Famous, which is my favourite film. Oh, that's a fantastic film. I've got that on regular DVD. I got the extended uh, untitled edition. And then I bought it again on Blu-ray because he read it a new commentary and there's like, a few extra deleted scenes and stuff like that. So... I have three versions of that film, but that's because there only are three versions. If there were more versions, I would have bought them as well. So, yeah, I don't find it weird that you own... How many versions of Evil Dead is that? Seven? Seven, Seven, yeah. (laughs) That's just two. I've got three of one and two of Army of Darkness. Christ. Nice. Nice. Uh, Lee, how are we going to wrap this one up? I'll tell you what. Mike, what would you give this out of ten? I I would give it a five. You piece of shit. That hurts. (laughs) I would give it I, a five. I think I would give it a seven like. and a half. James, we don't do it out of ten. I know, right? You son of a bitch. So what <laughs> you're saying is that you this this is what the one, the, the ten out of ten film, and you are like, oh, it's not gonna be What do you rate it out of? I've not been involved in the ratings before. Uh we each give it a rating out of five. Um 
James famously said that I Spit on Your Grave was a 10 out of 5 because he loves uh, that film. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. not, not, not enough rape. <laughs> I, would, I, would go, I would go a 3 out of 5 then. Three I mean, that's five. fair. I would go a 4 out of 5. I appreciate but what it was. If we're talking is... about like, like what do I think of the film or what did I think, like my view of it is a 3 out of 5. But mm-hmm. I could, I would never argue with someone that was like five out of five. I would be like, yeah, I totally get that. That that was your thing and everything else. Totally cool. Totally warranted. I wouldn't argue with your the, a version of it. And I really kind of like the fact that I've got this very obscure film that I know is your favorite film in my collection. It's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you wait till Army of Darkness. You'll be like, I've changed. And then they went on to make Xena and Hercules. I need to buy all oh of that. <laughs> Um, so Lee, what would you give this film out of ten and out of five? If I was giving it out of five, it would be a six, and if I was giving it out of ten, it'd be an eleven because it's that good. Nice. Well, I Dialed guess all we, the way up we... to eleven. <laughs> I probably wouldn't be here today if, uh, well, I probably wouldn't have moved to London if I had never seen Evil Dead Two. I wouldn't got TV work. When I met Bruce Campbell, I was like, "Mate, I work in TV, thanks to you," and he was like, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> you got to meet bruce campbell that was pretty cool yeah he did a book signing at, um forbidden planet a couple of years ago and it, it i cringe at the like I, he, he was just like he's like oh hey what's your name and i was like i'm lee and he was like hi lee and i was like and you're bruce and he's like yeah and i'm like why the fuck did i say that oh you do <laughs> yeah dude 100%. you want to sit on my lap son hundred <laughs> percent he was drinking a cafe, uh, a cafe Nero. I was like, I used to work in a cafe Nero. It was so mad. <laughs> it is amazing how your brain right completely shuts down. When well, I was literally having this conversation last week with my mate from work about like how, like, because we had a big celeb come around the school, and it was like, how does your brain just shut off? Mm. Like when you meet them, like you're just like, hello, and you're like, and then you're like, why did I say it? like that i'm an idiot i'm a moron it's like that community <laughs> episode where he's like right you can't disappoint a picture you know, my so. uh <laughs> the celebrities must be like everyone on this planet is fucking weird yeah, like, gonna... all you need to do to be a celebrity is not be one of these other fucking five thousand nutters i keep bumping into on a daily basis yeah it's amazing your brain just can't you just can't i guess engage. i guess it's like a first date but for a stalker yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, it comes like, down to a biological... I've been watching like, you and I, lo- I really like you. <laughs> I actually was trying to get behind the psychology of it like quite deeply. And I think it comes down to like probably like an evolutionary thing of like when you were like, we were in tribes and stuff, it would like stop you from like challenging like the, the leader of the tribe or whatever, because you'd be like, uh, 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 you know, that kind of... Maybe there's like some psych- ancient psychology in there where your brain just won't let you I can see you something know. like that. I also think like we always put these people on like pedestals and they're, yeah, nev- yeah. and they're never who they actually, who we yeah, think yeah. they are. We, you have, you have like a picture built up in your head. It's exactly what you're saying with community. And then when you see them, you freeze because you're like, I've imagined this time and time again, or like I've seen you so much that I assume we're best friends. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, fuck, I know your ins and outs of your lives. And I'm like, yeah, what's up, buddy? And it's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then it isn't it so then nice you when, like your expectations are like reaffirmed. So like everyone says in real life how nice Tom Hanks is and you're like, I don't I couldn't function if he wasn't. 
Like, yeah, exactly. I, yeah. You know, if like he, he gets me like too. Yeah, if he was a diva or something like that, I'd just be like, I don't think he ever could get me too. I don't think that, I just don't think it's in him. Like genuinely, any bad press that comes out about it, I'm just like, I don't, I don't believe it. He's too much of a nice guy. I agree. In, I could never imagine Tom Hanks with a hard on. No, no, never, American, no, no. And just like he's always soft. Tom Hanks is the only actor in the world he's ne- where he's when never it comes aggressive. to a sex scene, everyone feels as awkward as his own kids. Because like, no, it's Tom Hanks. No, no, no. Speaking of sex scenes Even with kids and Tom Hanks, like that moment at the end of Big where that girl turns back and sees that he's actually a child, she must have been like, fuck. Better move to another state. <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I've been uh, next to the real Zoltar machine. That was pretty oh, cool. Nice. Oh, you're going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, we've all been in that situation. <laughs> I think that's maybe where we should come at. <laughs> yeah, what a, what a way to leave it. But I definitely want to do uh, another one of these guys. I, they're a lot of fun focusing on horror. So next one you've got. And it was a uh, treat having you on until you yeah. told me I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, we'll make a deal. When you're better, when you're well, <laughs> we'll do one. <laughs> Maybe we, you should just go outside when we record. Like, Yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. When you come back on, maybe you should do something that you found. I did not know that this existed. And all the others I've loved, and I've watched all the others, I have no idea how I didn't know this existed. So I'm a big zombie fan, and I've watched all of them. I had no idea Day of the Dead was a fucking film. Wait, the I've original seen, Day of the Dead you've never seen? I've never seen. I've that, seen that's Dawn, a fucking thing we can Land, do. I've, mm. I've seen all of them, and I love all of them. Like after Land, it got shit, but I still liked them. I liked the remake, everything else. And he was like, "What do you think of Day?" I was like, "I was at the new one." He was like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, the new ones." Because then they did Diary and they did all that. I haven't seen Diary yet, but oh, no, he was like, no, 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 no. He was like, just, "Day don't. after Dawn," and I was like, "No, it's Land after Dawn." It goes Dawn, Land. He was like, "What?" He was like stop find it what so i went online fuck? and i got the two disc special edition and i never knew that day of the dead was a fucking film in the Giorgio. um uh, how do you not know about bud the zombie yeah i've ne- i've never i've never seen i've been to the original monville rock mole in pittsburgh nice. i've done i you know dawn of the dead one of my favorite horror films along with the oh, remake i love both seen- uh, the, I think it's next month. There, there's a new Blu-ray coming out of Dawn of Dead with a fucking extended version, finally in HD as well. But it comes with like the soundtrack and a bunch of other shit. It looks awesome. No, I didn't. I uh, will be getting that. Okay, I think Day of the Dead. Day of I the think Dead Day of the be, Dead is probably. Yeah. yeah. I'm shocked. <laughs> we should de- yeah. definitely. I, I can't <laughs> wait to see Mike's reaction to fucking Day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm game. <sighs> well, I guess. I guess we'll have to wait and see, James, on the next. Say this film. Dead 2, Dead by Dawn.